you've tuned into the Happily Married and Love podcast with your hosts, Sherry and Michael. Hey, before you do anything else, hit that subscribe button so that way you're notified of every time we upload a new episode. Hey, welcome back. This is Michael and Sherry. And thank you for tuning in. And this week, we are going to be attempting to answer another or speak to another listener question that came in. Yes. Hey, so you want to say anything before we, we jump in? Thank you for joining us today. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful sunny day today here on uh, February the 4th. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day, and I'm, I'm just thankful today for everybody that's listening. God is good. Yeah, yeah, he is good. All right, so <laughs> let's jump into it. All right, so we had a listener send us a question that I'm going to try to phrase as best I can, but essentially it's, what do you do when over time your spouse changes from the person they were into somebody else? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really kind of a broad kind of question, but we want to try to address it because it can, for those listening out there, I think we're all going to be, you know, at some point you're going to be dealing with that. Um, and even with this, I even sought out two professionals just to kind of bounce this question off of them to get their input mm-hmm. to see what they say. And it's interesting that they both said the same, pretty much the same thing, mm-hmm. a little bit different. All right, so number one, and it was a good reminder because we all go through it, is the the reality is we all change. We do. You know, we all grow either or hopefully grow, hopefully not grow stagnant, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but hopefully some kind of growth. But the challenge becomes when you've got one spouse who's really endeavoring to go one direction and the other one seems to kind of just like go back to the old life and old ways and values that Mm -hmm. don't really Mm slide up with that family anymore. And that was the sense of the question I got that we got from them. Right. And so then, you know, that is one thing I said, okay, yeah, you're, you're right on that. Um, the other part from a, a biblical Christian endeavoring to follow Christ standpoint is where it really comes in. Because if you've got, one person's like, look, I'm trying to work towards having the fear of God in my life, work towards being pleasing unto to the Lord, apart mm-hmm. from human. And just to, there's just certain things you don't do. You know, if the, if I can see, okay, look, I'm, this isn't this couple, but I'm just using China as an example. Say you, you got a younger couple and maybe they were out clubbing when mm-hmm. they were younger and they got married, you know, and then they left that lifestyle, trying to settle down and everything. And so they, they years go by. Then all of a sudden, one of them feels like, hey, I want to go clubbing again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Westpaw is like, well, we don't do that anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of like the guy wearing the throwback uh, jersey, <laughs> you know, you know, throwback jersey. You know, he ain't got the packs anymore. But <laughs> right, right, right. Or the female, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm not now picking on any women, you know, maybe she had a 24 waist 24 years ago. <laughs> 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 it might have, you know, it might be uh, with two times 24. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to believe that alone. <laughs> You know, but but it's it's about a reality thing, right? All right, so you know, um, one thing I do want to preface whatever we're going to try to say here is if if people find themselves in a in a situation that one obviously if there's like 
no violence in the home, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, you know, even if they're, you know, you want to leave that situation. I don't believe God's called you to be there to be, you know, beat up, to be hurt, to be, you know, your life is in danger. That's not the case here. But scripture does talk about, okay, so from, again, from a biblical standpoint, say you have a person who's really endeavoring to be a believer and maybe the spouse is not a believer mm-hmm. or maybe they have what, if, you, if you're new to the church, Christianity, and there's something called backsliding, where essentially that they started out one way and then for some reason they're, they're ending up a, a whole other area, mm-hmm. that scripture says if they are pleased to dwell with you, you don't have to necessarily divorce them. You don't have to let, let them, you can let them stay there. You don't have to kick them out, you know, whatever. But if they do want to go, you're under no obligation because Paul's talking about that because you've got people who were believers who married unbelievers or maybe they mm-hmm. weren't but one received Christ and the other one didn't. Do you have scripture reference for that? Yeah, I know you're going to ask me that. It's in the book of Corinthians. Corinthians and Romans, you know. I was looking at some other ones. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring that back because mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of things I do want to talk about. All right, but the question is, well, what do you do? Well, one is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. This is this is a great encouraging one, but also is one a lot of times we don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. It says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. But a person says, how long is due season? Right. It doesn't say, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, there, but there comes to a place where you, you're trying to walk it out, where you can look at it from one perspective because when I talked to both professionals it was interesting they both kind of said the same thing but they were like well here's one challenge that if you are really endeavoring to hear the Lord the Lord could have you in that situation to help win that person back to him because ultimately Mm -hmm. the bottom line is their souls on the line right you know if we can just really kind of fast forward and really or as they say cut to the chase Mm -hmm. If you've got uh, two people who are walking away, then one just, we're going to say backslide. They're, they're in a position where they're no longer, you know, because, again, what I think the, the, the question is, not so much that, okay, maybe they don't take them on dates anymore, or, you mm-hmm. know, or romance. No, it's kind of like, no, their values have changed for the negative. Right. There's a soul issue going on, mm-hmm. you know, even to the point there's an internal issue going on. And I think it's an indication of there's a lack of the fear of God. Right. Because it's really easy. Today, you know, this stuff you can just watch on TV and you're just like, man, these people have no fear of God. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the stuff people say in here. And even in, unfortunately, in the church today, um, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quote um, a minister I was listening to. People are wherever they are, and I'm not talking about necessarily about drinking alcohol, but right. he said where it is now, it's not so much that you drink it at home or in a restaurant. He says there's churches now serving alcohol wow i was like well wait wait hang on he didn't go into detail Mm -hmm. he just left it um i'm sure maybe some people have heard about this uh one pastor felt it was good to grow marijuana for the guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know for the drug dealers to get them off the street to teach them uh i mean they already know business but he was thinking that the church should you know they have property and grow marijuana Mm -hmm. Ooh, i I don't know where to land on that one but i know me personally i'd have a problem with Mm -hmm. that right um, and the point of saying that is that is just kind of indicative of kind of where people's values are today. Mm-hmm. You can kind of push the envelope 
Does the Bible talk about don't don't grow wheat? No, no I've never seen that. <laughs> right, I've never seen it. Never seen it. But we know the principle is bad because of the things that grow with it. But is it legalized today? And see, I'm not trying to get into that argument with that. Right, we don't want to do that. Right. Um, but here are two other scriptures that I think apply in this situation. All right, Matthew 18. And feel, Sherry, feel free to jump in at any point. Because I want to make sure, you know, we, there's really, it's going to be kind of hard because I'm not trying to just kind of go down the road and mm-hmm. apply this to everybody because everybody's situation is a little different. But here's some biblical things that a person could do. Now, I do have okay. a story. I sure. was listening to John Bevere on, okay. you know, right. social media, and he okay. was talking about there was a minister that had read his book, which you said it was probably the bait of Satan. I think that was one. Of, well, he's it that's what he's popular be. for. It could be. Yeah. So this this person is, is mm-hmm. well-known, Jim Baker. Well, Jim Baker had gotten arrested for, I believe, embellishing. Yeah, well, if you're under 30 or 35, you might have to Google him. <laughs> what did he, not embellishing, I'm sorry. What did well, he do? Embezzle. Embezzle. Just, well, yeah, embezzle and, and. He was having affairs. And all I don't that. know. I, I don't know. I know he had one. John said that. Yeah. John said it on there. So yeah. just quoting him. Just mismanagement of funds. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really. Yeah. So. He said, he read the book, Jim Baker read the book, mm-hmm. and he said, I want to see this guy. I want to talk to him. So mm-hmm. John Bevere did go see him, and he said, you know, he says, I, I know all the things that's happened. John Bevere was asking Jim, he said, did you lose your love for God? And he said, I never did. Mm-hmm. I do love God. Mm-hmm. I love him no matter what I was doing. But what I did do is mm-hmm. that I lost the fear of God. And I thought that was quite yeah. profound, that he said, I lost the fear of God. So right. it didn't matter to him what he did. He just did it like, well, I yeah. still love God. God still loves me. Right. But he didn't have that, that godly fear. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem today is it, we, we tend to mix that. Yeah, we absolutely know God loves us. God, the scripture says God is love. And we know that he loved us even before we even knew him. Because it said God committed his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for, for the ungodly. Mm-hmm. But don't mix that up with he still is a holy God. Mm-hmm. And there's still, you know, Paul even talked, I mean, even in the New Testament, I think Peter even talked about just fearful looking forward to judgment. You know, there's not so much where you're cringing and, you know, like you watching a horror flick, scared, you know, but there's just this like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you see like in the book of Acts, you know, I think around Acts 8 or no, 7, between 5 and 7, where you got an Ananias and Sapphira. The guy lied in church, lied mm-hmm. about all this thing, gave mm-hmm. this pretense. He drops dead at, at the altar. <laughs> right. Yeah. They go bury him. I'm like, his wife must have been home. She must have been like, hey, you know, his lunch is ready. He hadn't been back yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or dinner time or whatever. Because mm-hmm. it says in the space of three hours, she comes in and is like, you know, I think she's like, hey, well, where's, you know, I'm going to call him, you know, where's o- where OT at? <laughs> There's a lot of Old Testament names, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, so then the guy, Peter asked her, said, all right, did you sell it? Did y'all sell the property for this? She was like, yeah. She's like, okay, why did you conspire with your husband to lie into the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You didn't lie in the man. Said, the man who buried your father 
will now carry you out. She drops. <laughs> right. Right. The man that buried her husband. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whatever I said. You yeah. said father. Um, yeah, her husband. The man that buried her husband. Husband. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, word <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> so right. Thing. Right. Came out. All right, but Matthew 18. Here is something that now um, I, I'm, I'm hesitating because I'm going to read it, but also understanding that very often people will hesitate to do this kind of thing because one, there there could be a very real threat of loss Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, loss of income, resources, whatever, depends on the position you are relying upon this person. Mm -hmm. But it says, if you, I'm reading from Matthew 18, 15 through 17 from the passion translation, it says, if your fellow believer sins against you. Now, again, this relationship, husband, wife, both are believers Mm -hmm. sins against you. So then you must go to that one privately and attempt to resolve the matter. Mm-hmm, confront mm-hmm. him on it right if he responds or uh, in this case he or she you know scriptures written in the masculine form mm-hmm. your relationship is restored but if his heart is close to you i like this translation because that 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 really gets to it the heart is closed then you go to him again taking two or three others with you to address the issue Mm-hmm. You'll be fulfilling what the scripture teaches when it says every word may be verified by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Now, if in case you're not familiar with the Bible and your Bible doesn't have red text, this is Jesus talking. Right. <laughs> okay. Anything written in red. Written in red wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You'll be filling what the scripture teaches when it says every word may be verified, verified by the testimony of two or three witnesses. And if he refuses to listen or she refuses to listen, or they could be more than one, mm-hmm. you know, could be kids. I mean, it could be a lot of things. Then share the issue with the congregation in hopes of restoration. That's the point. Right. Because people are going to fight. I'm going to quote somebody. He said, he said, the strength of sin is in secrecy. Mm-hmm. So very often mm-hmm. people don't want to be exposed. Right. Instead of them seeing you're exposing me, it's like, no, you're exposing the sin so you could be healthy of it. And this right here says, um, that you share with the issue with the congregation, leadership, whatever, however particular churches do it, in hopes of restoration. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely the goal. If he refuses or he, he she refuses to listen, to, to respond, even to the church, then you must disregard that person as though he were an outsider on the same level as an unrepentant sinner. Hmm. That now you, you've, you've treated him like, okay, cool. He's going to act like a sinner. We're going to treat him like a sinner. <laughs> right. You know? And th- again, with the hope of restoration through church's process. Obviously, that's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. But taking that phrase value. But the steps you see there that, that okay, you, you approach him. And even in the midst of that, of maybe you need to talk to a therapist first or a, a counselor mm-hmm. first to say, mm-hmm. here's my situation. I like to address it. And because there's more to unpack in that, you know, and there's wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. Yeah. I was like, wow. So those are some steps to take. Now, there is another one that I was I was looking at earlier. I was like, OK, now here's one of those challenges. And first Corinthians five. <clears throat> All right. For context, um, if you're not familiar with the book of Corinthians in the New Testament, Paul's dealing with the church in Corinth. Mm-hmm. Corinth was actually a city. 
right. well-known metropolitan city. I would say it'd be akin to maybe New York City, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Paris, London, whatever. Um, and they had some issues going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, they did. You know, yeah, they, you know. You know, uh, I'm not gonna go into all of it, but yeah, well, no, it's probably more like Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, so Paul had to deal with it because it was church, the church established there, and they had to learn how to live. All right, and so he's dealing with some of the character issues, and mm-hmm. I and I thought about this. I said, so what do you do in this situation? I'm kind of raising another question, mm-hmm, which I'm probably, mm-hmm. we're probably gonna get another question. <laughs> <laughs> but First Corinthians five verses nine through thirteen. Paul says, I wrote to you in my previous letter asking you not to associate with anyone who practices sexual immorality. Okay. Yet in no way was I referring to avoiding contact with unbelievers who are immoral or greedy or swindlers or those who worship other gods. For that means you'd have to isolate yourself from the world entirely. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People don't do what they do. Right. Right. But verse 11 says, but now I'm writing to you so that you would exclude from your fellowship anyone who calls himself a fellow believer and practices sexual immorality or is consumed with greed or is an idolater or is verbally abusive or a drunkard or a swindler. (laughs) Wow. 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 Don't mingle with them or even have a meal with someone like that. I was like, okay, he talks about from a brother, but what do you do in a spouse situation? That's what I was going to ask. But, you know, the key part of it here is he said, exclude from your fellowship, which means it's the community, not just the individual spouse. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what are they going to do? But in the sense of the community, again, for the sake of the community, holding that person responsible, being a, a source of strength. It, got, it ties in with Matthew 18 that, okay. you know, they brought it before the church and this person, quote unquote, is calling themselves a believer. He or she call themselves a believer, but yet is living like this and have these characteristics and, the, and it's proven. He says, no, don't fellowship with them. You know, and then hopefully that that peer community strength and relationship and prayer for him will help that person get restored. But in the event their hearts are hard, like closed to them, you know, mm-hmm. that's what happens. So essentially what they're saying is the spiritual leaders that people are submitting themselves to, hopefully right biblical spiritual leaders are now involved because we try to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. If you're in a community. Now, this gets challenging. If you are isolated, you're at home, you're not part of it. You just got an Internet church. There's reason. I'm not like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Right, right. Mm-hmm. You, it's going to be very difficult to do that because you don't have the community mm-hmm. for the resource, for the help. So, is this making sense? It makes sense. It's I mean, I mean, what can you do? I mean, we've seen relationships with people in the past where mm-hmm. they had a spouse that said they were saved and right. they did everything under the sun that wasn't right, wasn't biblical, but yeah. the couple stayed together. No matter what, I mean, yeah, I guess you just, I, in my mind, I'm thinking this one particular person became thick-skinned, and oh, yeah. she continued right. yeah. to yeah, I remember that. love her spouse, mm-hmm. you know, um, treat him just like, you know, she would. They 
Mm-hmm. Did things together, mm-hmm. but she she stayed with him. You know, yeah. the scripture says, "Till death do us part." Yeah, and that's a, that is something an option that a person can really work through, and have and but again, this assuming that this person is themselves seeking the Lord for help to be strong through that and just see what He says. Didn't you know? Because a lot of times we you know. We want to hightail it. I, mean, I know me personally. <laughs> you know, I mean that takes a lot for me to get there. But that natural, natural reaction is like, you know what, I'm done. You know, but there's a stick to that persists. There's there's some people that just right. have a stick to itness right. to them. You know, the one thing I would say if it's a woman that's wanting to stay with her spouse or she's mm-hmm. even after the marriage counseling or the therapy mm-hmm. and things don't change. I would really say find a safe group of women to talk to about this that they could keep you encouraged yeah. and provide you know, prayer coverage. Right. Because that'll make a difference. I think, I believe yeah. Yeah. if I was in the same shoes, I would I would have spiritual strength mm-hmm. in, in community. community. Yeah. Right. Having the right, but you got to f- pick the right ones too. Right, right. You know, it's funny when you were sharing that. Um, I think I remember the person you're talking about. But I wanted to also share another testimony because I was at a men's conference a number of years ago. Man, I think it's like 10, 11 years ago now. And the speaker was sharing on how, I mean, this guy was in church mm-hmm. doing the right things, knowing everything. But he, he got to a point where it was a sexual addiction going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he didn't. I, I don't remember all of it. And I, I don't know if he went into detail, but essentially his wife confronted him about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said one thing that stuck out to him was she said, do you even care about the state of your soul mm. that, it, you know, at the, at the rate you're going, if Jesus came back today, you ain't going. Or if you die, it's highly unlikely you're going to be meeting Peter. You know, people say meet Peter at the gates. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Abraham. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you know, and he, I think he said that's what woke him up was like. Wow, and and goes back to what you shared earlier. People lose the fear of God. There yeah. is a healthy reverence. Fear and fear is an Old Testament word that we typically don't use, but it talks about healthy reverence and respect for. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and that there, and then like you said, um, if we could wrap up on this, again talking to both professionals, they did say. If the person is willing to stay committed to even though their spouse is not there, it could be an opportunity just to really just believe God. Now, again, I like how what you said is having the community of strong, spiritually minded women who are not just going to gossip, who are not just going to talk about, but look for scriptural answers to give you help with it. Right. That makes a difference because you can have one group that, you know, it's like the view. It's not like I'm attacking the view. You got these work, you know, these women on a the platform. They, <laughs> well, I know I'm gonna hear it on that. I, I am not a misogynist on this show, <laughs> but you know they, they're coming from just from a world view, and a lot of their views are like, eh, okay, it'd be cool if you had a, a really spiritual, scriptural view that would make a difference. You know, and those guys too. Some of these, you know, guys. Some of these talking head guys. Right now, there is lots of scriptures. You know that she she could that person could research, mm-hmm. right? And just stand on them and just 
But what have they been doing? And and I think the yeah, question came yeah, from the see, standpoint of of to the point where you're becoming weary, and weariness can set in. And then I think that's where you know I would really recommend, it, you know, if if you've done all you know to do and you continue to stand, that's good. Continue to stand, but it might really be time to find a therapist, a believer, a Christian therapist, counselor, family counselor to help walk it out because mm-hmm. obviously you know we're I'm, I'm, we're in no way we're we're not counselors nope. we're not person no. not, not trying to give professional advice you know no, that's our disclaimer but also too these people are trained and should have the discernment to see other things that we don't always see mm-hmm. i mean even these people don't necessarily see right everybody's got blind sides now you know? I, w- I was going to say there was one instance where something was going on, I believe, when I was having some parental issues. Mm-hmm. I actually called Focus on the Family, and they gave me some steps ah, of right. things to do because I'm, right. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I was at the end right. of whatever was going on with our son. But mm-hmm. they gave me some really sound advice mm-hmm. and was even willing to try to find, you know, help me find, you know, seek out some groups that could help. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, there's I, resources. I, I do. I do strongly rep- recommend focus on the family. Hey, before we move on, I did want to circle back to the, the reference I gave first earlier. It was First Corinthians seven verses twelve through fifteen, where it talks about that if you've got any brother who has a wife who's not a believer and she's willing to live, don't divorce her. If you got a woman who has a husband who doesn't believe, he's willing to stay, let him. Don't divorce. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean. But then in verse 15, he says, but if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage. In such cases, God has called us to peace. For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? But it's important to back up to verse 12 because Paul says, to the rest, I, not the Lord, then he goes into this. So he's, he's clear to say, hey, this isn't a command from God. This is this is wisdom from a, from a very wise apostle. Cool, but I definitely want to get it before we moved on. That one listener, but it helps other people too because, you know, in the 35 years we've been married, you know, I mean, we haven't been in that situation, but it's been rough sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, where we had to really stand and push through it. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, hopefully neither one of us really got to that level yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could make a joke. I, re- I reserve that. No, reserve. Do so, thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I was no say, jokes. I wasn't. I wasn't walking the line. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but there's all but there's always challenges through it, and we just want to encourage people. And like you said, we've seen situations where, you know, the spouse stuck it out, stuck it out, mm-hmm. and and then also we've uh, unfortunately we've seen other situations where it didn't work. Right. You know, but also then I think this is the last one. I think we shared it before. There was a couple, well known couple where the wife came to the guy and said, Look, well I mean, he was on he was, he was on Coke and everything. Because he this is his testimony he shared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She came to him and said, Look, this is your last straw. You either get it together or me and the kids are leaving. Mm-hmm. He was kinda like, Oh, yeah, whatever. He came I think he woke up one day or came home one day. House was clean. Wow. <laughs> and she was playing. And then they stay in contact. But she says, you've got to get clean. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did. 
you know, and, that, and like I said, I heard it. That was his own testimony of him sharing it and talking through it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, one that's, case. That's the reality of it. That's right. The reality. right. That's one case. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's wrap this up. Do you want to pray for? Uh, I was actually going to refer you to pray for for not just that person, but pray for relationships that are having problems. Okay. So would I be wronger than say it and, and honor prefer one another? <laughs> <laughs> will you go to a banquet sit at the low seat so Sherry can sit at <laughs> I, I will pray I could do it okay go ahead go ahead right, we'll tell you what you start not just saying when we do that okay I will thank you Lord yeah. thank you Lord you're a wonderful God you're yes, you're an awesome God Lord yeah. you you knew this day was coming before yes. it even came Lord so, Lord, we ask today, Lord, that you would give us wisdom. Mm-hmm. You give couples wisdom on mm-hmm. when they're having problems in their relationship, Lord. You give them direction. You give them insight. You give them, Lord, what they need for that particular situation, Lord. Mm-hmm. We pray, Lord, that there'll be more couples that will stay in the relationship. There'll be more um, reconciliation in their relationships, Lord, and that you just be with them, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And Lord, we also thank you. We echo Paul's words. Lord, we pray that that this couple, that you would sanctify them wholly, their whole spirit, souls, and bodies be preserved blameless until your coming. Lord, we pray for those who hear this, that they would seek you out and cause the fear of God to rise in their hearts, healthy respect and love for you, Lord. And you work in them both to will and to do of your good pleasure. And we just thank you that you would use this to help couples to grow strong and fulfill your purpose and plan in the earth. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We will remind you that you can send us messages through happily married married and the letter in mm-hmm. love at gmail.com you can also respond to us on anchor yep anchor will have a question on there regarding this mm-hmm. conversation or you'll be able to respond vocally mm-hmm. verbally you know vocally or you can just type in a, a question or whatever but right. we ask you to just reach out and then we'll address your question at maybe one of our next podcasts but this podcast will be put on the uh facebook yeah oh yeah under my name sherry barnes well this is yeah yeah so i'll just we just make it available you know if you if and if you want to donate anything you can through anchor we we welcome it it helps the betterment of our podcast Mm -hmm. you know Things we want, things we're trying to go for, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just make an investment into a podcast so we can take it to the next level. Right. Cool. So we thank you for joining us. Yeah, we do. We thank you. And so that sounds like it's a wrap. That is a wrap. So until next time, this is Michael. And Sherry. With the Happily Married Love Podcast. Peace. Peace.